Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com, and welcome to another episode of The John Morris Show. And in this episode, I'm going to be answering another one of your questions. And the question today comes from Adrian M. Lynn over on Quora. Which, by the way, if you're not on Quora, I'd recommend getting over there. There's lots of great questions with really, really good answers that may already be answering the questions that you have. And then, of course, if not, you can always invite me to answer your question, and I'll try to get that on the show. You can find my profile at Cora.com slash John-Morris-67. And again, invite me to answer your question, and I will try to get that on the show. All right, so the question today is, how do HTML and CSX experts think and do their thing? So the first thing about this question is I don't think that you should spend too much time worrying about what quote unquote experts do or think. And the reason for that is that most of us who've been doing web design and web development for a while do things a little bit differently. And we all have kind of different opinions about how things should be. And so if you get caught too much in worrying about what other people are thinking or doing, then it can take away from what's more important, which is you developing your own process that works for you. And so that's the big thing that you really want to to be looking at and to get from the answer that I am going to give you here. So it's really about taking what works for you and implementing it in a way that works for you so that you can develop your own process so that you can deliver consistently. And so when doing that, then there are a couple sort of general goals that you may have when it comes to your coding, your HTML, your CSS, what have you. So you know, one of those goals might be for it to be concise. Right, You generally want to have your code as concise as possible so that really more code can get into issues with performance. It's you know There's more room for bugs, all sorts of different things. So maybe it being concise is one of your goals. Making it modular so that you can kind of move it around and use it in different places and you're not constantly rewriting the same code. That, that could definitely be a goal. Uh, performance, uh, all sorts of different goals that you might have. So what you really want to do is you want to take a look at what it is that you want to be known for. So in the web design, the web development community, what do you want people to know you as? Someone who's really good with, uh, writes really concise uh, code that performs well, or maybe it's someone who is super organized with all of their code or someone who has these really great ideas and implements them in these really unique ways. Maybe that's what you want to be known for. Now, you might say, well, I want to be known for all of those things. But the truth is that you have a limited set of things that you could really excel greatly at. So you want to take some time to figure out what did what are the three to five key things that I want to be known for that I want to really have associated with my name within both the developer community and with clients and people that I work with and so forth. So what do you want to be known for? Because that's going to determine the goals that you have. Okay. So once you know what you want to be known for, then you can, you know that 
Well, one of the things that's really important to that is making sure my code is super concise. So you can spend your, a lot of your, your time focusing on that. Or you want to be known as someone who's super organized. And when people read your code, they're blown away with just how beautiful and concise or beautiful and organized it is. Right. So take some time to do that. And I think the goals that you'll have for yourself will start to be a little bit uh, more clear for you. Now, that said, I do think there are a few things that are common to really all of all developers and especially when we start talking about HTML and CSS. So I want to talk about those things. And these are things that I've noticed both in my own career as I became more and more seasoned and did more and more projects, the things that I started to focus on. And when I'm reading code from someone who I know is super experienced, what I've seen is the difference between that and maybe someone who's a little bit newer. So uh, let's start off and dive into these. So there's really th three things that I see. One, the first thing is, is this general mindset of what's the least amount of code I can write to accomplish the task. And so the difference I see is that new developers oftentimes are have a are, are trying to show off and trying to show people that they're good, that they know what they're doing. And so a lot of times they have this mindset that more code is better. That the more the the more code I write, that if something uh takes me a thousand lines instead of five hundred, well I was good enough to write those thousand lines. That means a bigger project. That means, you know, it, it's, it's about showing off a little bit. And again, this mentality that more code is better when really the opposite is true, that the less code that you can, the, the least amount of code you can write to accomplish what you need to accomplish. That's what you should do. Again, it comes down to performance. It comes down to being able to scale that project. It comes down to keeping it organized. Uh, and it comes down to, uh, you know, the more code you write, the more likely you are to introduce bugs and so forth. And so the, again, the biggest thing that I've seen between new coders and seasoned coders is that a seasoned coders have the talent to be concise. So they know how to write things in a certain way in a certain way to be concise and two they're really they have the confidence to where they're not concerned about what other people think of what they're doing they're not trying to show off they're just simply trying to accomplish the task whereas new coders tend to have a little less confidence and they are trying to kind of show off and ha have have this mindset that more code is better and along with that don't necessarily yet have the talent to actually make their code as concise as possible. Okay. So the first kind of thing is what's the least amount of code I can write to accomplish the task? Taking on that mentality and beginning to write all of the code that you write from that viewpoint will help you transition much quicker from having code that looks like it's written by a novice to having code that looks like it's written by an expert. The next thing, and this is really fairly specific to CSS in particular. It's with everything, but CSS is where this really shines, is that taking the approach of writing general to specific. And so 
the when I think about it, I think specifically about CSS and a style sheet. And your CSS should always be written from the most general to the most specific, from top to bottom. And the reason that you want to do that is, again, you don't you want it to try and eliminate reusing styles and code as much as possible. What I see a lot of new developers do when it comes to CSS is, and, and I'm <laughs> I'm very guilty of this. If you go back and look at some of my CSS code from stuff I did early, this was all over the place. And that was writing, targeting very, very specifically your entire style sheet being, uh, it, it being very elements that are targeted super specifically and there's really nothing general uh, uh, to to any of it. Meaning you're not you're not targeting multiple elements and styling multiple elements when possible. Instead, everything is just super specific. Uh, it makes the style sheet a lot longer. It me it makes it so you're reusing a lot of the same style. So you find yourself applying almost the exact same style to multiple elements. When you see your, that, that's a big indicator. When you see yourself applying the same style to multiple elements, that's when you know you need to start, maybe go back and look at how you can generalize that style. Okay. So you always want to start general to specific, uh, because if you style as generally as possible and move kind of down the tree, then you'll eliminate having this super a bunch of super specific code. You'll eliminate reusing styles and you'll make your style sheet a lot more concise, more easily manageable and less prone to uh, having issues of overriding styles and so forth. It just makes it a lot easier to work with. So the, of course the question would be, well, how do you do that? Well, I have an approach that I take and I think probably everybody has a little bit different approach but I can go ahead and describe that quickly. So I start off with just the gen, the most general things. Often this is in, it involves things like the resets, right? So you have the HTML5 resets. You have, you know, Bootstrap has different resets in it and so forth. So starting off with those things, generally I just include one or if I'm, oftentimes I'm just operating off of Bootstrap. So it already has that. Uh, included in it, but you know, that's kind of the most general thing because it's talking about styling, you know, just huge elements like a di all the div tags as an example. So you want to start off at that level where you're, you're styling out like general, super general elements. Okay. Then next you would get into big block type elements. So styling the body styling maybe you, if you're using a container so you you would style that container how you're going to do that if you're building a fluid grid it'd be building your fluid grid some of those big block elements that you have uh that that you need to style next then you would get into and that would also oftentimes include your topography uh your general link styles stuff like that then you would get into maybe a little bit more specific block elements. So for example, that are, and, and really it be focused on structure. So all of the first stuff at, at stuff at first is really focused on structure, not really 
colors or you know the styles and things like that it's more just structure so next you would get into th something like your header your footer your main content area your sidebar giving those their general structure so you might use the word layouts in this sense so you would develop the different layouts that you want to have maybe you want to have a right sidebar a left sidebar no sidebar maybe there's some specific for the project that you're doing so you want to create different layouts and the styles that you need for those okay and again it's it's really all about structure from there then you move into uh, what you might call general styles so let's say that you want to have uh, a box let's say you 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 have a three across box that has a certain amount of a certain width and it has a certain padding so that the boxes you know line up correctly you have maybe you have a little slight border on those maybe a maybe a drop shadow maybe not and maybe there's even a certain color or different colors that it could have now what a, a novice would do is they would give that a very uh they would just target that element very specifically so it would be that page that element that's about as specific as you can get so it would be on this page this element has this style whereas what an expert would do is they would create a general style that would just say box and you know it, it would have the the width it would have the border uh it, you know would have any of the requisite padding maybe even uh editing or styling the text within it but then it, they'd give it maybe a uh, basic color and then on top of that they would add different colors that that box could be so blue red yellow green and those would simply modify the existing box so what that allows you to do is it allows you to easily drop in that element where you wherever you want and give it the colors that you need a good example of this is if you look at the bootstrap buttons you always have button and then you have button success or button primary or button danger so the button class actually styles the structure of that button and then gives it a, a basic I think it's like white is the background uh, just a basic styling then you can add essentially a modifier like button primary to make it blue or button success to make it green right so that's the type of thing that we're, we're talking about and you want to create those general styles for everything that you think you're going to need for whatever it is that you're building now up to this point if you're using something like bootstrap or any of the other frameworks that are out there most of them have all of this stuff already in it okay so if you're if you're using one of those you've kind of fast-forwarded past everything I just talked about the next thing that I like to do, and this is somewhat maybe controversial or people would disagree with me, I like to add in whatever modifiers, what I call modifiers that I need. So a modifier, a simple example would be, what if I wanted to bold text in a certain way? So I would create a class called .bold. Now, someone might say, well, you could just add the, 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 the tags, the HTML tags to bold whatever you needed. And that's absolutely true. You could do that. But sometimes when I'm working with, uh, um, a design, I don't just want it bold. 
I might want to do a highlight where it's bold, it's maybe a little di different color and it has italicized, right? Now that's not just bold, right? So it's not maybe calling it dot bold would, would be wrong, but something like dot highlight may be more closely related. But I create those modifiers or example from bootstrap would be like text center or text left or text right. Those are all things that you can add as classes to your HTML to allow you to accomplish very simple one-off type styling things. So you can center the text, you can make it left, you can make it look, have a highlight to it, uh, you can make it ital italicized, et cetera, et cetera. And I like to do it this way because if I need to change something, I don't need to go through and change a bunch of tags in HTML. I can just change my styling in my CSS. And so as much as possible, I try to push all of the styling and all of the formatting to my CSS, and I use these modifiers to do that. All right, from there, then you start getting into specific elemental type uh, type setup. So uh, the way to look at this is the next step after modifiers would be more specific type elements. So elements that may exist across multiple pages. So for example, you might get into styling if you have a sidebar and you have widgets, different sections on that sidebar. Styling those individual sections. Those are elements, but they exist across pages, right? So they are more specific than general styles, than modifiers and so forth, but they exist across multiple pages. And then really kind of the final step is page specific styles so styles that only apply to a certain page for whatever reason so maybe it's a certain widget on a certain page that needs to have a certain style that should be at the very bottom so if you start at the top most general and work your way down to most specific then what that will allow you to do is it'll allow you to create a lot of the styles in a general sense and have less code to write by the time you get to the specific stuff so that you don't have a style sheet that's full of all these really super specific uh, classes or IDs. And that way it makes your code more concise, makes it smaller, makes it easier to manage and so forth. And makes it so that you don't have to change your HTML as much. Again, pushing all of your, as much of your styling and formatting to CSS as you possibly can. All right, the final thing then is what I notice is between experts and novices is experts generally tend to organize from the start. So probably the most glaring thing when I look at code that's written by a novice is it's unorganized. And almost always the, the excuse they have is, well, yeah, I'm going to go back and reorganize it. Truth is that never happens or rarely happens. Experts, on the other hand, know that if they don't organize it from the start, they're not going to go back and organize it and even if they do it's not going to be ideal and if they organize from the start it'll make their code better it'll make it force them to be more modular it'll force them to be more organized it'll force them to write better code and so experts tend to be organized from the start both in their html and their css so i have standard sections the sections that i just kind of laid out with with how i write my style sheet have those laid out from the start so I know 
generally the sections where everything's going to go. And so I don't have to come back and organize it. It also gives me the right mindset where I know what I need to write first, what I need to write second, what I need to write third. Uh, and it makes it a little bit easier to actually go through the process of writing that code because I have a format or a pattern in front of me that I can follow. All right. So I would say those are the three things from my perspective that I've noticed are the differences between novices and experts. Again, what's the least amount of code I can write to accomplish the task? Writing from general to specific and then being organized from the start. So hopefully that helps answer your question, gives you some insight into how you can develop your own process for developing the things that you need to develop in HTML and CSS. All right, so that'll do it for the show. Thanks for listening. If you haven't yet, go ahead and subscribe so you can get access to all of the episodes. And if you have a question, then you can find me over on Quora, quora.com slash john-morris-67. Go ahead and ask your question and then invite me to answer it and I'll try to get on the show. Or you can tweet me at JP Morris, hashtag JMO, I want to know, and I'll try and get that on the show as well. You can also find the show on YouTube at youtube.com slash John Morris video and SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash John Morris online. So if you're not already listening there, then you can head on over to those two places and get access to all the episodes of the show. All right. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.